This is Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian, host of the Badass Women's Council podcast, and I'm super glad that you're here. Today's guest, we have Sarah Ruder, who is going to talk to us about all of the craziness of the last year with life and business and this just walk us through the journey. So welcome, Sarah. Thank I'm glad you. you're here. One of the Thank things you. I say about you all the time, I hope I say it enough that you feed it into your subconscious forever, is the very first time I met you, I said to myself, she is such a good human. Mm. You know how sometimes you just get that vibe from people where you're like, I just dig her. So oh, yay. I'm so glad you. to have you on the show. Before we thank talk you. about this last year, um, tell us just a little bit about you to give some context for the story that you're going to share today. Okay. So I am so grateful. What a beautiful com compliment. Thank you so much. I don't think I've ever had anyone describe it that way. And that just makes me feel good. Um, so I am in the travel space. That's my world. You know, Elevate Travel Company is my work world. And I'm also very much a philanthropic, passionate person. So, you know, right now, top of mind that comes to me, I'm, I'm doing fundraising for LLS. And I'm going back to of when I first met you, Rebecca, and I think it was at one of their kickoffs for LLS, where I was the MC for that event. Yes co MC for that event. And so yes. I remember following you up to that point and listening to the podcast and just being so inspired by you, you know, with, with all the women you've connected with and, and just the work that you do. And I remember seeing you that night and going up to you and saying, Hey, I know you. <laughs> I forgot so, about that. Yeah. 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 So philanthropic endeavors are important to me, you know, and, and just giving back to, my local community. And now what I feel like is even a global community, you know, with the last year of my life has been flipped on its head. Um, and so just reinventing myself yet again, I think I've really started to, <laughs> I hate to say master, but it's almost like, you know, sometimes we have to just reinvent ourselves. It's constant with business ownership, right? You're constantly reinventing and innovating and doing all these creative things. Um, yeah, my, my travel business was two years old last year, um, right when COVID hit. So imagine just a toddler out there, you know, out there exploring the world um, as far as business age goes. And um, we just, you know, I used my old story used to be, if this were the game of battleship, this just sunk my battleship, you know, when COVID hit. Right. So I went from crisis mode to, you know, the crisis was getting all of our groups and all of our people who were out traveling back into the U S right, um, right. And, oh my goodness, I love, I love good adrenaline. I love good competition. And so that was, you know, give me a good challenge and I am the woman for the job. I will get it done. And without spending as much money as <laughs> spending very much money too. That was the other thing, you know, um, we, um, we experienced so much change with the airline world um, a year ago with all these cancellation fees and just all kinds of that crazy stuff. But anyway, um, so crisis mode to, you know, 
rescheduling, postponing our entire book of business for the entire 2020 year. With no understanding of what the future looked like. So the, I know uncertainty is such an overused word right now, but literally not knowing when you could even reschedule people. Like how crazy is that? Yeah. You know, we kind of had that mindset of, oh, this is a three month, 90 day pause button. Right. And then, but something intuitively with me, I, I feel like because of my industry and, and I got to, I was watching Europe. I was watching this part of the world that, you know, a lot of people's eyes aren't necessarily on because I had a group in India at the time. And so I was definitely in that space. And there was just something that intuitively I knew that this was going to be a long game. This was a long stretch and I prepared our clients accordingly. I I wasn't a gloom and doom. It was more of a, Hey, let's, let's push out as far as we really can, even if that's a year. Um, because I don't know what's going to happen in the next three, six, nine months. And let's just, let's just postpone until a full year. So once we got past that, it was a big blank canvas. <laughs> right. Well, that, starting that, over. Okay. Let's just pause on that for a minute. That's the mindset of Sarah Ruder. So crisis managed, like get some shit done, get it mm-hmm. done well honor your clients. Some people would have then said cave into depression. You said big blank canvas. And and, (laughs) and that literally is the definition of writing your own story because you could have written the other story that said, well, now what am I going to do? The travel industry is dead. I'm not going to have any work to do, but you you reinvented. So that in and of itself is a great message for people to say, we have the power to write our own story, no matter the situation. So blank we canvas, do. blank canvas. That? <laughs> well, I have to, you know, honesty is a big value for me. I hit, I hit a low, low uh, vibration before I hit that blank canvas mode. I think this, that's just part of being human. You know, right. I went through wouldn't call it depression per se, but it was, there were some gloom and doom days where it was like, okay, what, what is next? What do I do? Um, and it was tough, you know, I had to grieve for, for a moment, but then, you know, just positive mindset. I truly believe that our thoughts become things, what we put out there, we have the ability to manifest. And so I said, okay, I really, it's so dark and gloom and doom out there. I want to spread some joy. I want to spread some light. I want to keep people inspired and motivated. And I started within my community because we couldn't go anywhere. So I said, well, let's start in my backyard. I'm going to go and support local businesses who host, typically host events, you know, venues, restaurants, um, wine vineyards, you know, you name it. So I just started a little series called Sarah in the city and went out there and took my selfie stick arm (laughs) and my iPhone. And I started doing, you know, videos and recording and just sharing the stories of other business owners who were doing all they could to keep doors open, keep people safe. And uh, I just wanted to support my industry, the event meeting, meeting space industry, the hospitality industry. And it was a bright light. It 
you could tell that you were doing it from a place of heart and light. And I, I noticed it immediately because here we all are going through our own grieving process of not being out in the world and to log on to social media and see you out just honoring local businesses who were hurting and doing it in, in such a beautiful way really caught my attention. And I know it did that for so many other people. And that, that's another great example of saying, okay, I know what I don't have available to me right now. <laughs> and that yeah. list is long. <laughs> what do I have? And yeah. you took what you had and you did something with it. And that's a beautiful message. Thank and the, you. And the result of that was really, it, it was fun. People responded. It was fun. Yeah, it really was fun. I, I love the hospitality industry. I love the service industry that, you know, the heart's service to have a servant heart, you know, in, in the world that I operate in and in my industry, it's, it's everything you really do. It's, it's, it's about serving others. And, um, it really allowed me to focus out and it allowed me to take those baby steps. I had no idea what this would evolve to. And I'm still kind of figuring out, well, what is this? What's next? And, you know, those little videos gained more, um, I just gained more confidence and I gained more, it just felt good to me to, to do that. And so, um, one of those videos I did, as I started to continue on this path, I thought, you know, I saw the trend that larger corporate groups were not going anywhere, right? So, the, you know, my, you know, initial target audience or target market were corporations that would do incentive trips, president's clubs, and that sort of thing. And so I could see, though, that those types of experiences were going to take the longest pause because of, you know, the stricter rules and regulations. And I saw that it would be social groups and families and couples and solo travelers who would be getting out and about first. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to start a community. I'm going to start a private travel club. And so I invited our corporate clients to be a part of this and then started to invite other explorers and adventurers to be a part of this. And so now it's so much fun because I get to take people on virtual experiences that are custom made. They're curated. It's, it's not like getting on and watching a YouTube video by any means. You're really interacting with the locals on the ground wherever we go. And it's been such a joy. It's been so much fun. Um, I'm just really enjoying that. And, you know, here I am today. We started doing our virtual experiences in December and it's April. I can't believe it's April. <laughs> right. And we're booked on our virtual experiences through June, but you know, I paused there thinking, well, the world will start to open back up and I want people to get out and be in it, you know? Um, and so that's where I'm kind of like, okay, what's next? What's next? <laughs> you know, I know I felt this early in my entrepreneurial endeavors. And I think this applies whether you're in corporate or whether you're running your own business is there's this real societal expectation. And maybe it's just the pressure we put on ourselves sometimes that we're supposed to have a, everything figured out and have this master plan. If we're really good at what we do, if we were smart, mm -hmm. we'd have a plan. Right. Mm -hmm. And I spent decades teaching people how to plan and organize around 
getting, accomplishing the goals that they want to accomplish. But what I've learned, and especially through this is sometimes you just start and you don't really know where it's going to end up. And I know for me, it's, it's largely a spiritual journey. I, I sometimes just get these ideas that God plants in my heart and I've learned now just to try them. And what's the worst that can happen usually is very little, but the upside is grand. And that is another great example of, you didn't know where it was going to go. You just were, you were taking what was on your heart and meeting people where they were. And it's turned into some really beautiful offerings and some opportunities for people to see places in the world that they never would have been able to see without Mm -hmm. this experience. And I think seeing that, imagining that Mm -hmm. opportunity, because I think when we say seeing that, it means somebody's already done it we should, we should follow the plan, but sometimes the best thing is just to let your imagination run free. And then you're creating something maybe that's never been done before that people really need. And I, and I, that's the, what I felt like this was for you and yeah. that people there. Yeah. Thank you. You know, I, I, I agree with you so much, you know, sometimes when, when our head and trust me, we have to use that brain power, right? With planning and goals and strategy and having that end destination in mind, but leading by the heart has always served me. It just has. And sometimes things don't make sense. And sometimes I fall on my face. Sometimes I get hurt. Sometimes I lose money, you know, you name it. I mean, there could be a billion things that go wrong, but, um, I've always been guided by my heart and I always trust it. It's the strongest compass I have. And it always eventually gets me on the path that I'm intended to go on that I'm supposed to be on. And gosh, I love this so much. I have chills. Um, I use a framework in my consulting and coaching business called business is human. It's very simple. That's all. It's a premise for all of the work that I do is I refuse to overcomplicate things that don't need to be overcomplicated just to make them seem more valuable, which is something we do in, in the world of work these days. But it is just two columns. If you picture one column, the business side, the business needs are to control, measure, and optimize. Those are good business practices. It's exactly what you said. We should have goals and strategy and know how to execute that strategy good business, Mm -hmm. but humans are personal, emotional, and social. Mm -hmm. And our needs are very different than the business needs. Now, when we bring them together in a beautiful way, everybody wins because you want to be a part of a thriving, successful business. But we as humans aren't meant to be controlled measured and optimized, right? Mm -hmm. We want to come and meet those goals where they are and know how to contribute to those goals, but following our heart and knowing that emotional challenge and doing things together as a community, which is another big premise that you have for all of your, your work. That's where we get a sense of wellness and thriving and satisfaction in doing our work. It's rarely from some externally validated metrics of success. It's something we feel right. Mm -hmm. So you, I'm sure had metrics for your business. So even with the travel club, you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm sure you thought I want a certain number of people to come in and you did them. (laughs) You know, we all, all, especially entrepreneurs, we do the math. What's this going to be as we should, but what you led with was how could I build this community? That's going to have this experience, which is personal, emotional, and social. And those are the times that we say to ourselves, 
ooh, this was good. This worked. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we can say, oh, and uh, by the way, I also made good money doing it. Mm -hmm. That to me is, is the, the great combo pack of good business. It really is. You know, on, I go back, it just made me think about my first virtual experience. I I had no idea what I was really doing. Right. It's one of those things where I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this, this, we all, we've all been on zoom, but you know, I felt like I was put, I, and I do, we put on like a little mini TV series, a little mini live movie, if you will, of a destination. And so our first one was a safari to South Africa. And that was in December of 2020. And as I was watching, you know, we had close to, I think, 90 people show up for that first one and was watching all the Brady Bunch square tiles on Zoom. And there were people in tears. There were people who were moved to tears. And I thought, okay, this is, this is doing what it's supposed to be doing. You know, this is what travel really, I believe travel can transform you. I believe you know, it evokes, it's intended to evoke emotion, you know, to just have you consider being present and learning something new about yourself and other people and cultures. And it's just a beautiful experience. And so, you know, when I go back and reflect on that moment, it just was everything. I thought, you know, okay, this is something I need to keep doing and I want to keep doing. And then it turns out the next month in January, here I am moderating and I, we, we do a mix. We do have pre-recorded videos. We show little snippets of some really nice uh, videos. And uh, there was one video. It was so amazing. It moved me to tears. And so it was, you know, back to me on the spotlight. And here I am with tears running down my face, <laughs> the ugly cry on, on camera. How about that? <laughs> I love, I've done it. I've done it, girl. I love yeah. that though, because you're right. Travel should, you should feel something. Yeah, when you travel, and and not always um, just the relaxing, drink in hand, toes in the sand kind of feels something. Well, although I am leaving in a couple of days to do exactly that. Um, Yay! <laughs> I love that when you feel something because you've experienced something new that lights up a part of your brain and your heart and your emotions that you didn't expect. You know, yes. sometimes it's just learning about a new culture or just sometimes it's meeting new people in a new place, people that, you know, w- you wouldn't have met otherwise. It could be anything. It could be something beautiful in nature, but something that moves you in that way, I think is the whole reason that we need vacations and travel and get away. We do. Yes, we do. And it's, you know, it's been a long time. I know a lot of people are out on spring break and they're getting revitalized and rejuvenated and, so many people discovered places nearby where they live instead of, you know, there's that, sometimes there's that mindset that you have to go really far to experience something. And I discovered so many little hidden gems right up the street last year, you know? So it's just all about, you know, kind of what you said earlier, start. And I love that saying, start where you are with what you have, you know, keep it that simple. And you know, we don't need all the lights, camera action sometimes. And in fact, I'm still pinching myself because, um, you know, my consistency of the videos that I did was seen on LinkedIn by a columnist for the Wall Street Journal. And so, you know, never in a million years did I, did I think anything other than, oh, this is a great video of, I want to show people what it's like to travel to Aruba. And I went to Aruba back in February to show 
our audience what international travel really looks like. So it's from my perspective, I'm not, you know, privy to one brand or one specific experience. It's me out there, you know, really showing people the hardships and, and the joy, all of it and everything in between. Um, but it was really a, I thought I was getting pranked or punked for a second when I got the call. I thought, well, hang on, who is this? <laughs> but it was true. And we, um, we made the front page of the Wall Street Journal on March 15th. And that was just an incredible pivotal moment for me as a that business makes me owner. Tear up. <laughs> it really, it really was. And again, it was just that affirmation and that validation of, okay, Sarah, whatever you're doing, you no, know, maybe financially this doesn't make sense this month, but you're doing something that is of value. And, and just keep going, keep, keep stepping in the direction that you're being guided to step in. And I love this part of the story because there was no part of you that said, well, if I start doing these three things and, and post these four videos and do this travel club, I'm, my goal is to get on the front page of the wall street journal, right? (laughs) Right. But yet it was this unexpected and beautiful, like you said, affirmation that the work that you were doing mattered in a way that they wanted to showcase it. And I just think that is everything. I love that. Thank you. And, you know, before we started recording, we were talking about, you know, I, I almost feel like, and you can appreciate this as, as business owners and, and you know, you work with a lot of high achieving women, rarely do we pause and reflect and just, just pause and not really do anything, you know, and my subconscious mind, when I am pausing, which I am right now is telling me, you know, Sarah, you should be doing all these things, you know, check all these things off the list and it's future oriented. Right. And then, but there's part of me that wants to just pause and look back for a moment to say, what did I just go through in the last 365 days or three months, you know, whatever that time frame is? And what does all this mean? I just want to kind of sit in it for a moment and pause before I create that next blank canvas, if you will. You have just illustrated beautifully the tagline of this podcast is reflection and connection for that exact reason is we are so hell bent sometimes on check it off the list, go, 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 that we don't honor that reflection time. And it's the reflection time that allows us to connect in a meaningful way. But when I talk about reflection, I'm talking about what you're saying, looking back, glancing back, but also saying, asking yourself, who am I? What do I want? What do I need? Where am I going? Like, so just to have that space and time is the work, but we have somehow gotten away from understanding that that's an important part of the process. Because if we're not checking something off the list, we're not quote unquote productive and, but we're not machines here to produce. We're Mm -hmm. humans here to have Mm -hmm. impact and be relevant. And the only way that we can do that is to pause enough to ask ourselves, where am I? What do I need? What do I want? Who needs me? Um, so I'm a huge fan of that mm, reflection mm. time. I, I went through a mini piece of that last night and this morning, even I have a huge event on April 20th 
Stand Tall in Your Story event, our second annual one. And it's a big undertaking. And I was saying to myself as I was walking the dogs in the woods, my first thought was, you need to hurry up and get back because you, <laughs> you've got a list to do and blah, blah, blah. And I had to stop myself and say, mm -hmm. Rebecca, the most important thing you can do right now is spend this 30 minutes in nature, letting your brain settle. By the time you get back to your desk, you'll have clearer thoughts. You'll have probably new ideas that are better than the ones that are written in your planner right now. And I did that for myself again this morning. And what was interesting when I sat down and looked at my list this morning, after having that experience last night and and, and honoring my morning routine this morning with lots of prayer and meditation, my list isn't nearly as scary and crazy as I had <laughs> mustered it up to be, but it was through that reflection time that I could calm those, those parts of my head and heart and go, it's good. Everything's fine. Good. Yes. That is, it's so important. And it is, um, it's like anything, it's a practice. It's like, you really have to practice this, um, this of doing nothing or maybe just doing, getting out in nature. That's one way that I reconnect with myself and with just letting go of all the crazy that's going on, going on upstairs in the brain um, right. to get out in nature and just walk and kind of zone out for a little bit because it gets overwhelming, you know, with social media and technology and Absolutely. all these things we're, yeah. we're doing. I just, I had a session. I have a badass master class, a monthly subscription and one of the masters in there is Eliza Kingsford. And she did a session a couple of months ago on high achieving women in stress and her recommend, not recommendation, her plea to these women was you have to put in a practice of stillness because we have absolutely normalized stress to the point that you don't even recognize it as a problem. Yeah. And so without a really diligent stillness practice, your brain is never going to have the opportunity to normalize. It's just always going to live in, in high stress and high cortisol, which is weight gain and cloudy thoughts and all the things we don't want. Yeah. Uh, but she was very clear of saying, look, this is no longer like self-care bath bombs and booze, Instagram posts. Like this is health. This is mm -hmm. like manage it accordingly. Yeah. Um, so I, I took that message loud and clear, <laughs> um, but I think going back to what we said earlier about travel, travel and is a great opportunity to do that for our, for ourselves. So, and, and even the experiences that you're giving people now with the travel club, just to emotionally check out for a bit and do, do some of that reflection time through that kind of experience. How can people be a part of, of the travel club? Can you still join? Yeah, you can join. Um, we, we do pop-up events. I do quarterly pop-up events locally in Indianapolis. So, you know, I'm from Indy and so this is my home and my community, but we also have members who are global, who are in the UK and all over the world. So, uh, but yeah, you can, you can join and become a part of our community. It's, it's an annual subscription. The solo traveler is 99 a year and couples are one less a year. than a hundred dollars. 
less than a hundred dollars. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's really a great value. And we love to over-deliver. We give away a trip once a month to one of our members during the end of our virtual experience. We draw, we have our, our partners who are on the ground at the location, draw one of the members' names out of the hat. So we've given away a safari to South Africa, a trip to Patagonia in Argentina, South America, Aruba, Cabo, and then next month, well, no, I say next month, it's April, April 30th, we're doing a mystery trip. I love surprises. I love the element of surprise. Um, and, and you I, don't even know what that trip is, right? Is I do, a mystery? yes. You, oh, okay. I was thinking I, I saw something you posted at one point that said that, <laughs> oh no, that was a guest that you were going to have. It was a mystery guest or something. Yeah, I had a okay. mystery guest. I love to incorporate some sort of surprise for people. I, I think catching people kind of off guard, it just keeps things exciting and keeps you feeling alive, you know? Agreed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for being here and sharing your story. I just, I love it. I love the work that you do. I love the way that you engage. Um, I'm fully intending on engaging your services for more retreats now that we can start to open up. And a part of the Badass Women's Council uh, online community is that we're going to start meeting live and going places and doing things. And I'm excited to partner with you on some of those experiences. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. You always connect with a great group of people. And I love partnering and working with people who just have good hearts, good energy, good vibrations, all of those wonderful things. So I look forward to serving you and, and continuing on this fun journey of whatever's next, right? <laughs> and I will look forward to seeing you in a few weeks at the April 20th Stand Tall in Your Story event. I cannot wait. I have a feeling I'll be in tears hearing some of those ladies' stories and you guiding them as their leader. So I cannot wait to be a part of that. That's going to be great. It's going to be so good. There's some laughs. There's some tears. There's some just, oh my gosh, I can't believe she just shared that. There's some good stuff in there. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Oh. I can't wait to be there. Thanks for being here, Sarah. Appreciate you. Thank you, Rebecca. I'm not coming down. I never liked it all.